0: song. your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 19. Psalms, the 19th Psalm, and beginning in verse 1. One of the things I try to do when I'm singing is I always try to think of a verse of scripture, or a text, or if I don't know exactly where it is, I try to think of some Bible teaching or event. That, that, fits into, that fits into the song that I'm singing. In other words, in my mind, as we're looking to number two, from glorify now to codify. In other words, I'm trying to imprint in my mind some Bible truth that corresponds uh, with, uh, with what I'm singing. And if I can't do that, then I need to learn how to do that. And if I can't find one, I ought not sing it. That's pretty simple. I want to to imprint in my mind some Bible truth. David said this, and I, I told you Psalm 19, but I'm going to give you one verse ahead of that. I just wanted you to be in Psalm 19 when I was ready for you to be there. In Psalm 9 and verse 11, David said, Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. Again, this is from the Jewish songbook. Declare his deeds... Among the people. Now, in Psalm 19, we find a very, a very simple uh, statement in verses 1 through 6, or a very simple series of statements in verses 1 through 6. And w- when we get done reading this, again, imagine that the that we're in a Jewish audience and we've just finished singing these verses. And I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me what I've been taught when I got done singing this. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of the heaven, its circuit to the other end. There is nothing hidden from its heat. What have I just just learned by singing that song? What have I just learned? I learned that God made everything. And I also learned this that anywhere I go on the planet is a testimony to the fact that God made everything. Did you, did, you see, did you see the line? Day unto day utters speech. In other words, for example, the fact that we know exactly what time the sun is going to come up on any given day of the year tells us that God made everything and God designed it. You know, for example, if you're like me and you like to hunt deer... You know that you can't shoot a deer until what time? Thirty minutes before daylight, right? And it thir- it's thirty minutes before sun up, official sun up, official sun up, and it's thirty minutes after official sundown. And don't think I haven't watched my watch. It's like so official sun. the you know, official sunset is six, six o'clock, and it, at at six twenty nine. I'm scouring that field. I'm looking through my scope at every, but what, what? But I can tell you right now, using my telephone, what time the sun's going to come up on opening day deer season. And I can tell you what day, what time it's going to go down, and that's what David is saying here. He says, "Day unto day, utter speech; every single day declares that God has made everything." It says, "And there's no place on this earth where God's voice is not heard." In the very event and the and the fact of creation. And and he describes the sun like a bridegroom. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Like a bridegroom bursting forth in light and coming up here and going down over here. In other words, we're codifying, we're codifying our faith in the creation. If we were again, if we were Jewish and we were singing this 19th Psalm, we would be codifying Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, you see. We would be codifying Exodus chapter 20 that says, In six days God created the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. See, the codification of what we believe found in the songs that we sing. And then there's this one. It says, Declare his deeds to all the nations. In the 78th Psalm, and we won't take time to read this because it's about 72 verses long. All right. Can you imagine singing a song with 72 verses? I'm sure some of y'all probably got nervous when we sang four or five right there. I don't know about y'all. Burleson is a first and last verse church. Have been ever since I got there. I've been there 27 years. We've been a first and last verse church. Second verse ought not even be a third, much less the third. Them verses don't... We could could save a lot of paper by cutting out the second and third verses of all, the, or, or, of all the songs that, that, that we've got. And then I, I preached a meeting in Fayette County this year, and they're an every verse church. Y'all know that? So, what are y'all? Something in between? Depends on, the song depends on the song leader. He could be a first and last song. So, you know whoever's standing up here, if he's a first and last song leader or an every verse song leader. Isn't that interesting? Do you know before you ever open your mouth what verses you're gonna sing? All right, but Burleson's. A, we've been a first. We've been a first and last verse church. I've been there 27 years. That's just the way. That's just the way to be. And by the way, I've told our song leaders, look, it's okay to sing second verse. That you know, some of those second verses are pretty good. You know, they're they're really good. And by the way, some of the songs in our book, you can't sing properly if you don't sing all the verses. How how do you sing? None. Of, how do you sing all of self and none of thee, and sing the first and last verse, and you miss the two in the middle? You just go. I mean, you just go from all of self and none of thee to none of self and all. No, you got to have verses two. You know, less of self and more of thee, right? How about years I spent in vanity and pride? How can you not? How do you get from verse one to verse four without verses two and three? And so, you know, there's something for us to think about. And, by the way, we never sing all of self and none of thee. <laughs> and we never sing years I've spent in vanity and pride. Unless I lead them. If I lead them, then, then I'm going to lead them. I'm going I'm to do them right. But can you imagine singing a song that had 78 verses? And we already know that the 119th Psalm's got 176 verses in it. Now, granted, their verses are shorter than ours. But that's still a long song. I wonder sometimes if they didn't just sing. All right, we're going to sing. Can you imagine you're in the Jewish synagogue and uh, or in the tabernacle or the temple and or particularly the temple and and, uh, and and the song leader gets up and says, "Turn your hymn books to number 119." Man, you can just you can just see some of them people sitting. Oh boy, the head just goes down, you know. But then he says, "Well, we're going to sing Aleph and Bet. In other words, we're going to sing verses one through eight and verses. 9 through 16. Because every set of 8 verses is the order of the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 letters in that alphabet. And thus there are, there are 8 verses for every one. So 8 times 22 is 176. <laughs> but you know, but, but when, he, when he stands up and announces we're going to sing 119, you're listening for something else, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Not all 22. You don't want to hear him say we're going to sing all 22 verses. You know, that's are all twenty-two letters. That's going to that's going to take a while, but uh, but we learn we learn from the Jewish psalm which, by the way, Psalm one nineteen is all about the Word of God. It codifies it codifies faith in the Word of God. I think all but seven verses in the one out of the hundred and seventy-six verses in Psalm one nineteen, all but seven make some reference to the Word of God. In other words, it's codifying faith. In God's word. Now the psalm I just gave you. Psalm 78. It's a piece of Jewish history. Reminding the people. Of what God has done. Now just. What I'm going to do. Is I'm just going to give you. In the first 11 verses. In the first 11 verses. Of Psalm 78. There is some reference to. God's promise to Jacob. Okay. And then from there. It goes in verses 12 through 39. God's glory in the wilderness. And by the way. This. This. Jewish history book or this Jewish history song does not follow chronology in other words it doesn't it's not in other words everything that is sung in this song is not in its chronological order because it talks about the the God's glory in the wilderness verses 12 through 39 but it talks about the plagues in Egypt in verses 40 to 52 well that came before so that tells us but let me just say this I'm the worst in the world when I'm preaching and I'm putting my outline together. I want to put the verses in my outline in the order in which they appear in the Bible. That's the dumbest thing ever. I've been preaching for 30 years and I'm just now learning to get out of that habit. It doesn't matter if I read the verse from John 12 before I read the one in John 8. But in my mind... I think i got to put the one in John 8 ahead of the one in John 12 and then the one in Philippians last. And, and heaven forbid I put the one in Philippians between John 8 and John 12. You know, we, just, we can't have that. That's, just, that's, just the, that's the problem in my thinking. But what we find here is that this songwriter has no problem whatsoever, whatsoever placing different parts of history in different parts of the song that are not necessarily Chronological. You have the wilderness, verses twelve to thirty-nine. The plagues in Egypt, verses forty to fifty-two. The escape from Egypt and the Canaanite conquest in verses fifty-three to fifty-five. Israel's apostasy in verses fifty-six to sixty-six. God's exaltation of Judah and David, verses sixty-seven to seventy-two. So what do we find in this in this song? We find that this song, first of all, talks about the events that are found in Genesis. And then it talks about, not necessarily in order, it talks about events that happened in the book of Exodus. And then it talks about events that happened in the book of Numbers. In other words, there's there's a historical account uh, of the beginning of God's dealings with his people, beginning with Jacob, all the way to the ascension uh, to David on the throne. And and, And the Jewish people would have been very, very mindful of that. And then you have this one. In Psalm one, uh, Psalm 136, it's 26 verses, and they follow a very specific pattern. You have a statement and then a response. Alright, just, just for a moment, just, for, just look at Psalm 136, just so you can see this if you've, never, if you've never seen it before. And I'll just read the first few verses and you, you'll see the pattern, obviously. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great things, or does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. And on and on and on it goes. And if I understand properly how this song would have been sung, it was, it was, a, it was a singing and an answer. A singing and an answer. In other words, the song leader would sing the first line. The audience would respond by singing back to that person for his mercy endures forever. And then he'd sing the next verse, and they would sing in response, "His mercy endures forever." We have some songs like that in our songbook. For example, uh, we're not we won't sing it tonight, but the song "Oh, listen to our wondrous story." Y'all know that song. You know, we get to the chorus says. Who saved us? The ladies sing, Who saved us from eternal loss? And the men answer, Who but God's Son upon the cross? What did He do? He died for you. Where is He now? Believe it thou. And then everybody together. In heaven interceding. That's the type of of song that you, you see here in Psalm 136. Something I've done for 25 years in vacation Bible school. Uh, and, and and everybody loves it. And I, I wish I'd had planned to do it tonight. And I, I may I may even do it if we have a minute. Is this we sing nothing but the blood of Jesus every night at Vacation Bible School? Now I don't know how y'all do your Vacation Bible School, but here's how we do ours. We've we've only got the you know we got the scriptural two aisles. You know the shotgun right? And and all the kids from the from the from the cradle roll to the teenagers sit on this side. And all the adults sit on this side because the adults have their own class. And so they're all sitting over here and the kids are dismissed. But then during the singing portion, when everybody comes back together, we sing nothing but the blood of Jesus. And here's how we do it. We start with verse 1. The children sing, what can wash away my sin? And the, and the adult side answers, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then in the chorus, everybody sings together. All right? But then in the second verse, uh, which is... Not, for my pardon, this I see. The adults started, and you hear. For my pardon, this I see, and then you hear this, this huge chorus of children's voices singing, "Nothing but the blood of Jesus." For my cleansing, this my plea. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then, in the third verse, I sing the verse, and everybody answers back to me. And it, it, is, it is an incredible it is an incredible event. Part of our vacation Bible school always has been. I did it at Tidwell Chapel for about for about twenty years uh, that way, uh, because I had preached on singing at Tidwell Chapel about twenty five years ago, and and we did that. But but it's just an it's just an incredible event, so to speak, uh, in our service because because of what it does for everybody that's involved in it. Y- y'all want to try that? Y'all want to try? it? I-, I didn't plan on doing this. I right, um. I tell you, what, let's just do it the old-fashioned way. Pull out a songbook. Now, in, the, in this section of, of teaching, I had intended to sing one verse of this song, and so you're going to have you're, you're going to sing one verse of this song again, okay? So this this is totally unscripted. What what song number is it? Five eighty-eight. Five eighty-eight. That's it. All right, here's what we're going to do. This side on verse 1, you're going to sing the first line. What can wash away my sin? And you're going to answer, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then on the chorus, we'll all sing together. All right? Second verse, you start and you answer. Third verse, I'll start and everyone answers. Again, in the chorus, everybody sings. Everybody sings together. All right. Ooh. I'm going to run out of time, so I got to get to edify. So, run all the way to um, all the way to shelter in the time of storm. All right, looking at the matter of edify, that our singing should edify uh, us, and that is to build us up. Listen to what the psalmist says in the 28th Psalm, beginning in verse number six. It says, Blessed be the Lord, because He has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise Him. He helped me. I called out to Him, and He helped me. Therefore, I will, with my song, praise Him. Have you ever been helped by the Lord? Ever been down? Ever been discouraged? Depressed? Beaten down? And called on the Lord? And know that the Lord heard you? And the Lord helped you? David said, I know that's happened to me. He says, and because of that, he said, I'm going to, with my song, with my song, I'm going to praise His name. I want to sing this song here, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. And our next two, our next two songs will be songs uh, that, uh, that emphasize uh, the help of the Lord. The help of the Lord. Yeah. Oh,
1: so the Lord's heart.
0: Next song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms.
1: <laughs> Who means-
0: Last psalm, unify. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm 133, verse 1. But there's a, a section of that. Usually we stop right there. We stop there in verse 1. But it goes on and says, It is like the precious oil that dripped down... In, in, Such a strange statement that dripped down on Aaron's beard, that dripped down, on that ran down Aaron's beard. And I started looking at that, and I think, what's the what's the significance? What's the significance here? And I don't know if I've got it or not, but here's what I think. Aaron was the first high priest of the people. And thus, Moses was a great lawgiver, but Aaron was in charge of the worship. In other words, Aaron was in charge of things being done properly. And he was, he was for the children of Israel a, uni, a unifying figure in the matter of the worship of God. And so you see, you see that, that the psalmist points back to this, this first high priest as a unifying figure. Now, for us, Hebrews 4, 5, and 6, and 7, we do not have an high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we might find mercy and grace to help in time of need. Who is our high priest? Jesus. He is. He is that singular unifying character for all members of the body of
1: Christ.
0: And so as David as David or whoever wrote the 133rd Psalm, as whoever, the author, whoever authored that little song, little two or three verse song, brought the people together around their first and great high priest, so also are we brought together in unity around our great high priest who is Jesus Christ. All right, we've got one more song. Blessed be the tie. (laughs) Ooh me. Last song is our invitation song. Where he leads me, I will follow. In Luke, the ninth, uh, ninth chapter, in verse number 23, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. In John 12, and in about verse 26, Jesus said, and I'll paraphrase this. If my servant will follow me everywhere I go, where I am, there my servant will be. Johnny Ramsey used to say it like this. If we'll follow Jesus wherever he, wherever he goes, we'll end up where he is. And what a beautiful, beautiful thought that is. You know, Jesus led us in every way possible. He led us in, in how to live, how to deal with our friends, our family, our enemies. How to deal with temptation. So as we sing this song, as our song of invitation, where he leads me, I will follow. Let's be mindful of the words that we are singing. That we are are affirming by by this song that we will follow Jesus wherever he leads us. And if it be the case that you're here tonight and you need to be led in obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus obeyed the teaching of John and was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. And in that way, we follow Him, not because we don't have sins, because He did not, but, in the, but in, the, in the truth that we do need to be baptized for the remission of our sins. And that's what Jesus taught us to do in the Great Commission, and it's what Peter taught in the first sermon of Acts chapter 2. It's what we see through the thread of, of the book of Acts. If you need to be led to obedience to the gospel, we want you to act on the words that we are singing tonight. To be the case that you are a child of God and you have not followed Him as you know as you know that you are, and as as He earnestly desires you to follow Him, then we encourage you as we sing this song. We encourage you to get back on that path, whatever it takes for you to 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 renew your walk with Christ. If you need to repent of sins and and ask for the prayers of the church on your behalf. First John one and verse nine says, "If we'll confess our sins, He's faithful and just." to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we can assist you in any way tonight in following of the Lord Jesus Christ, we want you to come right now as together we stand and sing this song. Appreciate Brother Todd being with us. Appreciate all of you being here. Thank you so much, Todd, for helping us focus on God's glory
1: and focusing on all that He is and all He's done for us.